It's the Rams House, powered by Guys in Short Sports. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house. In week 14, the Rams traveled to freezing cold Chicago and took on the Bears, Burr. where they got rocked. Oh, did they? Oh my well, gosh! I guess it wasn't I so. rocked. I mean, it was it was a low-scoring game, 15 to six. Uh, unfortunately, we lost our second game of the season, and yes. uh, well, we needed to discuss it. I was at the game, so I've got some takeaways from that whole experience, and uh, and of course, we'll look ahead to our game against Philly in Week 15. I'm Jeff Wilson. And that is super fan number one, Darren Besa. Ha, super fan number one. I don't know about this week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, win or lose, win or lose, you're super fan number one. Did the Rams even play on Sunday? I mean, six points. Come on, six points. Six, yeah, that it it was rough. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was even rougher to watch in person. From what I could tell, anyway, my eyes were frozen, so I couldn't see everything. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the game, uh, have you been to Soldier Field to catch a game? A Bears game? I, I, I have not been to Soldier Field. I have had friends who have been this time of year, and uh, they, they are from SoCal, and they have said it is pure misery. By the time uh, the game is over, but I'm hoping Chicago treated you uh, a little bit better than what they treated my friends. You know what? I'm I'm gonna disagree that it it was not misery, and in fact, oh I really? Good. Absolutely loved it. I I was fortunate enough to go with a great group of guys that, unfortunately, and I didn't hold it against them. They're all Bears fans, but they showed me how to do it. Chicago style. We did a tailgate before the game, um, met up. Uh, they had a whole great setup with. Uh, we had pulled pork, and in in uh, like stereotypical Chicago fashion, they had portillos, and uh, and we heated that up on the grill. Also, okay. Have you heard of this? Is a little off topic, but have you ever heard of pierogies? Uh, yeah, I've heard of pierogies. Uh, aren't they Russian? I I have no clue I believe, what I believe they, they are. are. They they were amazing. They I'd only had them like boiled and then fried, but they would put them right on the grill, and you you put it right on the grill, spray a little butter on them, and then season them with you know whatever your favorite seasoning is. Oh man, they were amazing. Is- is it so, stuffed with uh yeah, like stuffed with potato, anything? Or? I think it's like I think it's like potato raviolis is what they are, right? I have an image of a hot pocket for some reason. It's, I don't know. I why. mean they're kinda like a hot pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what all they're I, I think there's different ones, I assume, but anyway, we'll save that for the pierogi podcast. The uh <laughs> the the game though, I'll tell you what, it was freezing. It uh I think when the game started it was a real feel of like 23 degrees. And by the end of the game, it was down into the teens. And of course, so I, I came, I had planned on wearing thermals. I had thermal underwear, jeans. I had two pairs of socks, one of which was a wool pair of socks and some like thick hiking boots. And then on top, 
I had a thermal and a t-shirt and a sweatshirt and a big oh, jacket. And I had my Rams beanie and my Rams scarf, which I had to order because there's no reason in California you'd ever need to, any of those things. But no, uh, no. Uh, I had all of that. And then they're like, you're not going to be warm enough. So they also, <laughs> the guys gave me ski pants, like snow pants. and Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and a bunch of hand warmers, which those were huge. The hand oh, warmers. Oh, the ones you uh, the ones you stuff in your pocket. You can shove like in your the, gloves. The gel ones, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, they have them for your feet. So they're like shaped like a shoe. You put those in the oh, bottom wow. of your feet, and you just stand on them. That was key, too. So, so all of that stuff. And honestly, I was fine. I was totally fine. The... Uh, the the trick is you kind of acclimate so so don't put everything on right at the beginning you you put on as much as you can to stay moderately comfortable and just kind of feel the cold and then as the temperatures drop you add more layers to it so that right before the game you're adding the rest of the layers so once you get into the stadium you're 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 kind of warming up from from those layers you added. That was a uh, trick that they said, and and it seemed to work because you know what? It really it it wasn't that bad. Don't get me wrong; it was freezing cold. But I'd have to say this: I would take a freezing cold game over a blazing hot game at the Coliseum in the sun on the sun side. Yeah, because. You can, when it's cold, you can warm up. When it's hot, there's nothing you can do to cool down. Yeah, and we've been to games at the Coliseum where it is just miserably hot. We're sitting in the sun, and the Coliseum, those walls go pretty high, so there is not even a lick of wind uh, there to go ahead and cool you off at all. So, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. You have the alcohol flowing in cold weather. That's going to go ahead and warm you up a little bit. Yes, so uh, that also helps. But the game was good. The game experience itself, Soldier Field, is uh, is pretty cool. The the fans, I've heard some criticism because, you know, it's the old stadium that they renovated and they just, they said it's the old stadium and they put a spaceship on top of it, which literally is what it looks like. Um, yes. I loved it. I, I could have done... Without uh, all the the bears singing, so I don't know if you know this, but every time the bears score, they have a fight song that they sing. Even field goals, if, field goal, oh. touchdown, safety, everything that they scored, they sing this damn song. And it's it's uh, <laughs> if you're a, it's one of those things where if you're a Bears fan, it's the greatest thing in the world. And if you're not. It's it's like, oh, that's cool the first time you hear it. And by the end of the game, you're like, all right, all right, we get it. Well, well, then lucky for you, it was a uh, low-scoring game. Yes, yes. Lucky for me, it was. But it still felt like <laughs> there was oh, way yeah. too many scores. How did how do they treat you? I mean, you're an out-of-town was- guest. You At least you're with a crowd that, uh, you know, your yeah. friends are all Chicago fans and whatnot. But... It was did, good. Did, did it was they good. make you feel fit in? It wasn't too bad. You know, I wasn't, uh, well, I was an obnoxious fan. You, you're going into somebody else's house. You got to show some respect. I, uh, I I had my Rams beanie on and my Rams scarf. It was clear I was a Rams fan. Uh, behind us, actually, there was two Rams fans. And, um, oh, my gosh, they were so 
obnoxious. I was, I actually, once they left, I apologized to the Bears fan oh. that he was sitting next to and said, the you Rams know, all Rams fans are aren't like that douchebag. He, he was picking <laughs> fights and just arguing. He was, he was being obnoxious and, and then really like, yeah, don't, don't be a jackass in somebody else's house. Come on, use your head. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was, uh, but no, for the most part, uh, all the all the Bears fans that I encountered were good. It was it was. Uh, I think the fact also that we lost, you know, was kind of you know helped because you know then every Bears fan you see kind of they got that smirk and they're proud of themselves. Yeah, and, of course, and, yeah. You know, and it was kind of fun. I think maybe they'd have been a little more bitter if if we'd beaten them, but. Uh, yeah. But no, all in all, loved it, loved the stadium, loved the atmosphere, highly recommend if you can catch a game in Chicago, do it. Wish I was there, but I was comfy and warm on my couch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that for sure. Uh, well, enough about that. Let's talk about the game itself. If we have to, if we have to. Besa, what the hell happened? I'll be honest with you. It wasn't even a fun game for me to watch. But you know what made this game fun for me? Is uh, during the second quarter, I got off the couch and I needed a fix to go ahead and get me over this. And this was just the second quarter. So what I did is I snuck to my daughter's stash of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and I started out with eating a couple of Girl Scout cookies. How do you still have and, Girl Scout uh, cookies? Is it Girl Scout cookie season again? Uh, no. But in the Besa house, uh, my daughter always seems to have a stash of Thin Mints that are <laughs> tucked away. Oh, in the freezer? In a certain spot in the freezer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, those will stay. And it's been, yeah, yeah. It's been there for quite some time. As she knows they're still there, and they're perfectly fine. Um... And for the most part, you know, I only started out eating a couple of them. By the time the half came, I decided, you know what? This is good enough. The half ends, and we come back into the third quarter, and we get a touchback. The entire box is gone. I needed Girl Scout cookies (laughs) to help me through this so-called game that was just very hard to watch. <laughs> oh, Darren. Yeah. And you be yeah, loving and chocolate too. That- I, yeah, I love chocolate. Um, I I kind of, I, I lost as a fan of watching this game. I lost out to my daughter who lectured me after the game because I ate her Girl Scout cookies because yeah. she found it out. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good day at the Besa house. <laughs> that, that, that is funny. That is funny. Yeah. And, you know, I think the question for for Sunday's game is how we lost. I mean, this is a team that has averaged, what, 34 points a game, and we only get six points on Sunday. Our offense, our offense, we, we never made it into the end zone. We Our defense never forced a fumble. We didn't even get a sack. Um, we missed some field goals. Jared Goff, he looked lost. And I think everybody by this time wants to know why. Why did the Rams just fall apart? And this is going to go a little bit back to what you said about the weather. And after the game, you kind of want to factor in, was weather a part of this? And I am honestly honestly 
not really going to blame the weather. Weather, to me, is not a good excuse. And I know you were there, Jeff. You said it was cold. What did you say? It was something like 20 degrees out there. Yeah. You factor in the wind, and it's probably even cooler. But as you're there, you're sitting in the stands. You're not moving as much. Mentally, you know your left hand from your right hand. You know you're up from your down. But yeah. the weather shouldn't really play a factor for the entire part of the game. And when you look at these players, a lot of these players, they grew up in cold weather. They practiced in cold weather. Some of them, even being on teams before they got to the Rams, were part of a system that took place in a city that is known to be in a cold weather area. And... Maybe that's a different impact for Jared Goff. Jared Goff being from uh, Northern California. I can probably give Jared Goff a good pass on that. But for the rest of the team, and the, it, it just should not have been one of those days for the Rams. And you kind of got to give credit to Chicago's defense. For this entire game, they took away something that no other team really took away. And that was the run game. Todd Gurley, who up until Sunday was the best rusher in the league. He had the lead. Um, and that is now taken away from him. He was underutilized. He only ran for 28 yards. This is the number one rusher in the NFL. And he only runs for 28 yards on Sunday. That, yep. that becomes... That becomes a very big problem, especially for Coach Sean McVay. When you're telling the other team that we're going to go ahead and abandon the run game and all we're going to do is throw the ball down the field, you're going to give a person like Jared Goff some problems because Jared Goff throwing it for 44 times, you're bound to get interceptions. And I know Jared Goff had four interceptions on Sunday, and in my mind, he probably only had three interceptions because one of them was that Hail Mary attempt uh, before going into the half. But it, it becomes more than just Jared Goff not doing well. You throw in the fact that you abandon your run game. You throw in the fact that our offensive line, they they did not look good whatsoever. Yeah. They... they didn't provide any protection for Jared Goff. They stepped on his feet. You would see Andrew Whitworth get pushed into a, pushed into a Jared Goff. And Jared Goff really had no chance to go ahead and go through his checks. He had to go ahead and get that ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. But, you know, you, you're starting to encompass a little bit of the cold weather. Jared Goff not being... Adaptable to that environment. You're abandoning the run game, which for some reason I don't know why McVeigh did that. I mean, why would you? Why would you want to go ahead and not give the ball to Todd Gurley? It wasn't. It wasn't working. I, I agree, though. I agree. And and you know what? The cold weather. It's like, eh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it maybe it played a small factor. It certainly didn't play the factor. It didn't lose them the game for sure. So I, I agree with that. You know what? I think that this game couldn't have come at a more perfect time. We have three games left. 
the Bears found a hole in our scheme and exploited it, right? Now there's yes. time to correct for that. The offensive line uh, needs to make those corrections. We've got three games to to start gelling. The fact that you know we've met probably the toughest defense that we've seen all season in the Bears. They are the real yes. deal. It's not like this they was are. just us falling apart. And by the way, we held them to 15, which which is great. And and that was a tough 15. Like that was this was a well-fought game, I thought. I mean, that of course my eyes oh, yeah. were frozen, but um <laughs> You know, offensively, did not look great. I think we can point the finger at, you know, the the offensive line, but also the fact that we just faced a really solid defensive squad. And good. Good that we saw that because it's not going to get any easier once we get to the playoffs. And uh, hopefully this toughened them up. Hopefully they saw some things that they haven't seen before. And uh, over the next three weeks, they're going to be able to correct and uh, and plan mm-hmm. for uh, for meeting some tough teams in the playoffs. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, I I agree. And and Sunday's game, in my opinion, this was a very winnable game. This was a winnable game oh, yeah. in Chicago. I mean, we were only what what did we lose by? Uh, five, uh, what nine points or something like that? You give Zerline no seven points. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Nine, nine points. Sorry, okay. I can't do yeah, that. you. My brain's still <laughs> Your frozen. Your brain is still frozen, yeah. <laughs> you you give Zerline that 40-yard uh, kick. If he would have converted uh, that, we were only going to be down by six points. That yeah, game. but Parkey now... missed a field goal, too. I'd love to give that, but yeah. he, okay. their kicker missed a field goal, too. So you, you, you can't really give that one. But let's, let's do it anyway. You're right. Uh, well, if he does get it, that's still only one touchdown that we need to get to in order for us to go ahead and take this game. This, again, it, this is a very winnable game. Yeah. I think Sean McVay, uh, he he called a very bad game. He really didn't stick to his guns. We know Todd Gurley to go ahead and run the ball. If the run game isn't working necessarily with Todd Gurley, use him as a receiver. We have done that in the past, and in yep. the past, it has worked. McVeigh, he didn't get, he didn't call a good game, but you know what? I I'm fine with that. We are now what year two. This is uh, the sixth game that I believe that uh, Sean McVeigh has lost. That is a very good record for uh, oh, yeah. Sean McVeigh. So for sure. And and what I like to hear, what I like to hear is that after this game, Sean McVeigh knows this. He knows that you know what this game was on him. This wasn't necessarily on the players. This isn't wasn't necessarily all on the other coaches. This was on Sean McVay. And I love the fact that he's not putting any of these players down. He's not blaming other coaches. Yeah. He's taking the blame. And that's what good coaches do. Yeah. Oh that's his yeah, that's his MO. Every every loss every win is thanks to the players and every loss is his fault. Which is great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um I, uh, I'll give another positive because uh, that's okay. what I do. In moving into week 15, we've got a, a pretty clean injury list. I don't think, I think I read something. We don't have any players uh, injured. Uh, Malcolm Brown is heading to uh, IR, but I think we kind well, of all knew that. Other, I mean, other than the, none on the current roster. 
uh, Saffold, no yeah, Saffold and Sullivan. I think uh, they were uh, taken out of the game uh, uh, last week for a little bit, but uh, they seem healthy. They're they back, seem yeah. to be going. Yeah, they seem to be going back in. So as far as for the Rams, uh, yeah, we are definitely looking uh, pretty good. Uh, nice to be this, healthy uh, in uh, in week fifteen. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you're if you're going to go ahead and carry on to the Eagles. Uh, they might be having some problems because, as I hear, Ian Rappaport uh, said earlier today that Carson Wentz is probably not going to be playing this Sunday. Yeah, it sounds like he might be out for the season. Yeah, yeah. He has some uh, back issues uh, that's uh, been bugging him. Um, if you remember from uh, last year, uh, I think it was around this time also, is that when uh, Carson Wentz had his uh, ACL injury against the Rams at the Coliseum. So, uh this might be another game where uh, Nick Foles is going to go ahead and uh, take over against uh, Jared Goff. And uh, honestly, I'm fine with that. I would I mean, I would love to see Carson Wentz and Jared Goff uh, sling it out once again. But uh, I, I want this team to get a win, to get a good, solid win from all phases on the field. I mean, I'm talking about offense, defense, special teams. I need... Breakout players. I want to see Todd Gurley go for his 100 plus yards. I want to see our offensive line uh, stop the defenses. I want to see you know Donald and Sue get uh, get a few sacks here and there. I want to see Jared Goff convert you know some long passes to uh, Woods and Cooks. I want to see that. I want to see a complete game this Sunday. I really need it. Well, there's no excuse not to with Wentz out. And and these last three weeks, we have three weaker squads. Philly isn't what they were last year. And we got Arizona and San Francisco. Who Arizona is odds-on favorite to get the number one pick in the draft. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. But, um, yeah, th- I, I, uh, I'd, I'd love to. I wished Wentz had been able to play because I want to see these teams at full strength, giving the Rams everything they got and toughening this team up. But having said that, since we're not going to have Wentz, this should be a blowout. It should be a dominant win. And yeah, a complete win. Like you said, everyone needs to show up, spread the ball around. Defense need to show up big time, shut them down. Um, Because yeah, we got to start stepping it up, playing to our fullest potential. Yes, yes. You know, playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, the over but don't wear under... yourself out. Don't wear yourself out for playoffs. So, players, if you're exactly. listening, get all that? Do, yes, do not wear yourself out. Please be mindful. We're going to need them as we go into uh, playoffs. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, we definitely don't want to go ahead and have him injured or anybody else on uh, this team to get injured. Uh, speaking of Sunday, I think uh, the over-under is around 54 points. Uh, right now, the Rams are favored to win by 10 points. So I'm going to say that the Rams are going to go ahead and definitely get that 10 points. And I still, as I said earlier, I want them to get above and beyond uh, just 10 points in this game. Yes. Oh, I think I think they can get that easily. 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 <clears throat> I mean, 35 points. Come on, let's uh let's not uh, sell ourselves short. Let's go 40. Why not? Why not? Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. Any other uh news and notes before we get out of here? 
Oh, uh, what we do need to talk about is uh, your performance on Sunday with your fantasy football uh, team. Nope, nope. We're talking about no, real no, football no. here, not fantasy uh, football. We all, we should talk about your fantasy team. Jeff. <sighs> Jeff. You are going to go to the Gallo Bowl. Darren, how <laughs> dare you? I was I was just getting to a good place. Um, hey, fantasy football, can we can we just all agree is the worst? It's just the absolute worst. I hate it. I also love it, and it's the best. But it's it's a yeah. love hate relationship. But for you this season, um, yeah, you are hurting right now. I am headed to the last place game, the toilet bowl, or as we like to call it in our league, the Gallo Bowl affectionately named after Mr. Jason Gallo. Shout out to him. It's demoralizing. It is It is soul-crushing when your team is just in contention for the worst in the league. And uh, you just, you feel <laughs> awful. And, and oh, I just, I can't describe it. It's, it is, <laughs> I've never been in the toilet bowl in any fantasy league. And I'm, I am, uh, I am not happy about it. And and the and then the worst part is is then you start tracing back to all those moves that if you'd just done this one thing, you would have been fine or you would have won that one game. All I needed was one more win and I wouldn't have been in this position. But I actually I go back to Will Lutz. If I had picked up Will Lutz that week when you picked him up, yeah. If I'd picked I was debating between him and another guy. And they were both free agents, and I picked up the other guy. And if I'd picked up Will Lutz, he went off that week, and it would have won me he the did. game because I barely lost. Well, but uh, I didn't, and uh, no regrets. I can't uh, can't keep looking backwards. Got to look ahead. And, uh... <laughs> does it uh, does it hurt a little more knowing that uh, you sat the Bears' defense on Sunday? No, because it wouldn't have mattered. Because they would have. I sat. I sat the Bears' defense, which I feel like everyone thinks would have thought going into that game was a good idea. Going against the Rams, I I think I picked up the Bills' defense, and uh, and yeah, the Bears went off for like twenty points. Luckily, I got (laughs) beat by well more than that, so it wouldn't have factored. But had I lost by. Uh, a margin that that would have fixed. Oh my gosh, that would have been oh even gosh. more devastating. Well, this is good for me and bad for you because uh, I'm watching from uh, the winner's circle. Now, I'm not necessarily going to win the entire fantasy league, but uh, I know that I am not going into the Gallo Bowl, and I am rest assured that I will be watching you scrimmage. Well, you gotta you gotta buy this week, so uh, yeah, which which actually works in my favor. Week. So the Gallo Bowl technically isn't this weekend; it's next weekend, which gives me a chance that hopefully Melvin Gordon is back because he's my best player. That's right. If he's back. That gives me a much better chance at a victory. Oh. So, fingers crossed. I'm not the actual <laughs> Gallo Bowl uh, champion, but still, it's it's it really is already demoralizing enough just being in contention so yeah there it is well thank you for uh ending the show on that note jerk well you know the fans want to know the fans really care about uh, nobody cares gosh dang it (laughs) 
so devastated. You're demoralizing Thank uh, you. losses. That's 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 a good friend right there. Someone who relishes in your <laughs> agony. You're welcome. Yep, I appreciate it. All right, we are the Rams House. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Rams House, and uh, also. Be checking out Guys in Short Sports. We got uh, some best of episodes we've been doing, counting down to the the end of the new year, and then we're coming back new and fresh in 2019. Also, oh yeah, if you're a Kings fan, be sure to check out the Kings Realm. They've also got new episodes every week, and they talk about all your favorite Kings news. Your favorite Kings news? Well, they talk about Kings news well, and, and uh, about your favorite team, the Kings. There you go. When they're sober, but half the time they're not. So <laughs> they be loving them some beers. Yes, they do. They All do. right, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Darren Besa, whose house? Rams house. house.